Preventing suicide is one of our society's most significant challenges. That's why the Flint Hills Volunteer Center has developed this Suicide Awareness Pact podcast. Pact stands for Prevention, Awareness, Compassion, Training. The Suicide Awareness Pact podcast will feature personal stories and professional perspectives. This series is partly funded by the Kansas Department for Aging and Disabilities Services, AmeriCorps Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Our mission is to touch hearts and provide hope amidst despair. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and a positive outlook. Our website and contact information are included in the show notes. It seems like every time we visit about the suicidal tendencies and and people that are really, really struggling with emotional issues, mental health issues, the holidays seems to be one of the most difficult times for people to go through. And we thought it'd be timely today to talk about, uh, in our Suicide Pack podcast, about the holiday blues. And Laura, you've arranged for a couple of guests to come in and help help us walk through the time. Yes, and you know, it is uh, a, a difficult time for any of us that's uh, lost any loved one uh, trying to get through uh, the holidays, and it's a it's a tough subject, and um, Sherry lagrange Alec is on our uh, PACT um, board. And she's back. And she's back. We don't get too many returners. <laughs> but we thought this, uh, this time, we, we, and we've discussed that this is a subject that we really wanted to talk about and let other people know. And so, Sherry, I'm going to turn it over to you. We'll kind of get started on this and, uh, and and we'll talk about the holiday blues and, and, and the emotional challenges that, that go along with that. Well, I um, thought it was important and I wanted to just preface it with that I'm a licensed clinical psychotherapist and I have brought with me Courtney Graby with Endeavor Therapeutics and she's a licensed specialist clinical so- social worker and today we're going to be just talking a little bit about how to beat the holiday blues and anyone who suffers with depression and anxiety struggles during the holiday times with the extra pressure of things to do and actually the American Psychological Society did a survey and they said that just everybody in in general, they, um, eight out of 10 Americans anticipate heightened stress during the holidays. So we thought this is important to address this today and um, talk about how this can affect you and what you can do maybe to not feel so horrible during the holidays and get into the holiday spirit. You know, and I was visiting with Courtney earlier, you know, when I lost my son, he, he passed in August. And so just a few months later was Christmas, my favorite time of the year. And it's like, you have your family there, you, you have your other children there, but it's not the same. You're missing someone, you know, and it, it's different, you know, at the holidays. Christmas is my all-time favorite anyway, but I, I you know, to this day, it's still hard um, to celebrate something knowing that there's still someone not there with you. Right. It's like it's like a piece of your heart is missing, especially when it's somebody that close to you. You know, like it's like it's hard to be whole at that point. So it is. And I think that it's important, like a lot of people use that word new normal, which is horrible. And so it's really important to get ahead of the holiday then. And instead of grieving the person or using that time to spend in grief to memorialize that person. And maybe before the holidays, talk to somebody about it or think in terms of what would that person want you to be doing on the holiday? Um, how would they want to spend the day if they could be there with you? If they, if you even could imagine them watching down on the day, how would they want to see you 
spending the day. So enjoying the day, but maybe not too much, if that's kind of letting go of some unrealistic expectations of what the day is going to look like for you. You know, we all have stories, and, you know, mine is a little bit different because uh, I lost my wife in January. We had some wonderful memories of a last Christmas, but she was just like, you know, Mother Christmas all around the house, you know, everything was just oh, so finely decorated. And then, you know, I just dreaded, you know, the coming of the holiday season, right. Thanksgiving, the family gatherings. And, and, and you know, that, uh, you know, when we would gather around for our, our circle of grace before before our meal, it's just uh, one of those uh, moments. It's just like it, it, it becomes more and more painfully obvious and, and and it just doesn't seem to want to go away throughout the entirety of the season. Right. You know, Sherry, you made a comment about um, celebrating the memory and stuff. And, and I know we, my grandchildren never got to meet my son, so that right. they have an uncle they never met. Right. Um, but we have a video of my son, and so we show that, and the kids just laugh and everything. So... We're, we we include him in the day, and and I that's something I wish people would would probably do is you know how can you still celebrate you know with them not there right yeah because like they wouldn't want you to be miserable they loved you like it would hurt their heart to see you miserable right and so for you to enjoy your day and include them in it right and and like make sure that you're like there with them and they're there with you even when they're not yeah and it's important to memorialize so it may be setting an extra place at the table or putting the picture there and or maybe keeping on some of the traditions that your wife had had so that you're remembering that she's still there in spirit with you even though she can't be there physically so that love is still there the love doesn't go away i mean you know my my wife was known for her sweet potato casserole and, uh, you know, so my niece started taking that and bringing that in. And, uh, you know, she had a cappuccino maker that she always brought into into Christmas. This was, you know, 20 years ago where she brought this in. And it was just always a Christmas treat. And, and so my niece also got involved in doing that. And so, you know, there were some of that, uh, some of those traditions that she was a, a part of that uh, contributed to the week. Yeah, and I think that it's also fair enough to say that some of those things in memorializing depends on where you are in your grief process, and it's important to acknowledge your feelings. Like, we don't want to just gloss over this, and, and if you are struggling, and if you, you know, even if somebody does bring that that sweet potato casserole and you take a bite, and all of a sudden the grief comes in to allow yourself to feel your feelings, and not to minimize it or to push it away or just try to pretend like everything's all right. I, agree. I think that pretending like everything is all right is the worst thing you can do. And I love the memorializing piece. It's like addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah, we all know they're not here and that's okay. We don't need to like hush hush about it and don't bring it up. Right. Don't make mom cry type stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And also to pay attention, a lot of times with the seasonal depression or the anxiety, people tend to isolate and to just go away and to ignore what's going on and to stay away from people. And I think it's important to reach out and to do some things. And and, and also, if you need some help that's not your family, sometimes if you're grieving or if you're experiencing a mental health problems, it's okay to ask from help, for help from a therapist or even to find spiritual counseling um, and to go to somebody who's separate from your family so that you can talk about your emotions and your feelings and go to a professional to get some help. Just like 
like you would do if you had the cold or the flu or the broken arm, right? You would go to a doctor that it's okay to not feel stigmatized because you need help from a professional. There's a lot of very caring people in our community here in Manhattan and, and surrounding communities that are there to help walk you through your, your mental health issues. So you're not alone. Well, and having somebody with that is not emotionally invested in your pain and your experience can work, like help wonders in helping your perspective. But I would also add that when you're at those family gatherings, that is extremely therapeutic because yes. that's probably one of the greatest places for you to be to receive the love that they have. You'll feel it deeper. And, you're sh and they're sharing their grief as well. And, uh, you know, so I think that those are, are very important. It, it's still difficult for me at the holidays, even even this year. Um, I've had a real challenging year in a lot of respects. And Thanksgiving this year was very, very hard on me. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Sherry, I think, you know, we were kind of uh, going into is that feeling of isolation. And I kind of found myself just like, I'm back here. I'm, I'm ready to take your hug. Love you. But just give me a just give me a moment, and I think that happens a lot. And so there's ways that you can get connected in your community too. If you're feeling isolated, that maybe doesn't include your family because that could be triggering. Um, and also, not everybody has healthy family relationships, so it's important mm. to set the boundaries there too. If you if people are asking too many questions or they're getting pushy or they're telling you to get over it, you know, a lot of times that happens. Like it's maybe you should just stop being depressed. You need to get up and exercise more. And depression doesn't always work that way too. So That's a good point. You yeah. can uh, take your family in doses if they're not necessarily healthy and find ways to engage in your community, maybe a church community or volunteering. I'm sure Lori has some volunteer opportunities. You know, and you know, that just will always brings me when you t talk about volunteering, it, it will always take me back to several years ago. Um, I had a lady call me that uh, wanted to do some volunteer work and um, I gave her a place where she could go to volunteer and like three days later uh, she called and said, you know, Lori, she said, I like that but I'd like to do more. So I said, well, come in and meet with me. And her name was Esther and lovely, lovely, Dave knows this story, lovely, lovely woman. And um, so she came in I thought, oh, I'm going to put her in uh, working in my office being a volunteer coordinator did a fabulous job a few months later she told me the night before she called me she was going to take her own life because she had been taking care of her husband for two years um, refused to put him in a nursing home that was her life 24 7 and she stayed with me 15 years after that but we never know what someone is feeling and, and going through and just by her getting out and volunteering gave her a new purpose because then she could go out and help somebody else, you know, and stuff. So I, I'm glad you brought that up about volunteering because I think that's really important that um, if, if people just use the kindness of their heart and help somebody else, then I, you would feel better knowing you helped somebody else. So. Yeah, like inherently, like humans are inherently drawn towards connection, right? And so whether it's connecting with the people that you already know and love, if you don't have connections in your current setting or work or friends or family, get out of that. Like go out and seek connection somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And volunteering is a great one because yeah. you're going to have so well, many options. And it is because there's, we have some volunteers um, that um, don't like to be among a lot of people. They just, you know, one or two, they want to keep. So, you know, knowing sign, like what their boundaries are, you know, knowing about that, their health and their emotional issues helps us to place them at 
a, a certain place yeah. that they could volunteer. I think there's also just um, a time frame of reevaluation of what's important to you mm-hmm. and evaluating, thusly, what your skill sets are, what your capabilities are to, to give, whether it be of your time or your talents or your treasures, as we like to mm-hmm. say a lot in, 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 in the volunteer world, nonprofit world. But there's so many opportunities for us to, to give back, and that is about as rewarding. I think it's about anything that we could do when we're going through a tough time like this. Well, and that's, you know, that's a good point. And and we never know what someone is going through. You know, we don't know the hardships they're doing. So, like with Esther, it's like, ooh, we made a difference mm-hmm. in her life. We saved a life, you know. And so, just knowing if everybody understood that they could make a difference in somebody else's life, not even knowing that they're making that, that difference. So that's what's great about uh, volunteering, I think. Well, isn't that the reason for the season anyway? Like Christmas is all about um, the spirit of finding meaning and purpose in life and helping others is a really good way to get out of your own head and your own thoughts and what's going on too. And even if you don't feel good enough to get up and get out of your house or there's still some things that you can do even for your self-care at home maybe go and buy that extra special peppermint soap while you're Mm. get up and take a shower right buy the good dish soap while you're washing your dishes watch the cheesy hallmark movies and feel the holiday spirit through that but don't take those expectations on yourself that your life has to be that this year but you can see the hope that maybe in the future that it'll be that way too put on your pajamas grab some hot chocolate go watch our disco tree at the festival the lights where you can put your radio on and you don't even have to get out of your car but you can interrupt that that pattern if you're just sitting at home and you're ruminating and you're thinking do something to disrupt that get up even if it's walking into another room um, buy some crazy clothes for your pet to wear I don't know something that's just gonna cheer you up um, even if you don't feel like it right even just wearing holiday colors yes you know it, hopefully there's an ugly sweater contest somewhere in your future I mean just things that you know you can do to kind of lighten that up and 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 maybe just you know show that you you know that you're participating exactly like even just getting up out of bed and getting dressed will help you feel better rather than staying in your pajamas all day long. Showers are important sometimes. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not not just from the physical sense, but also, I mean, they can be just really refreshing oh, and rejuvenating. And cathartic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, after a good cry, go shower it all off. Wash it away. That's and then get point. back to it. So that's why I'm taking more showers these days. You smell delicious. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. I haven't heard that for a long time. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, uh, and the one of the things, and I think Robin Williams said this once, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, it's the worst thing. It's not necessarily the worst thing in being alone, but it's uh, being around people that make you feel alone. Mm. And sometimes you have to, you know, really choose who you want to be around. And, you know, those surroundings, I think that that's a, those are important things to, to take into consideration because, you know, you want to feel alive again. Right. And there are some that, for a lot of people, I know that, you know, if, if they know that you are still in a grieving perspective in your life, they don't know how to help. They want to, but they don't. They can't. And, 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 and you're right. In a sense, right? In, in, in a sense, but... They want the they, they don't want to make it worse. Of course. And we don't want to make it worse for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just being able to, to share is important. 
um, but also being able to allow space is important. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's it's a real delicate line there, isn't it, Courtney? Yeah, and I think like somebody tells you something hard, the best thing you can say, right, is, "Wow, that is really difficult. Thank you for sharing that with me," because nothing you say is going to make them feel better. That will drive connection. Right. Yeah. And we're hardwired for it. And and that's a good response because that's a lot of people ask. I don't know what to say Mm. to someone because, you know, when you lose someone, it's like, well, how are you? How are you? And it's like, well, how do you think? (laughs) (laughs) And so I know afterwards it was kind of hard for me to because that's all you hear. Well, how are you? How are you? And it's like, do you want the real answer? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times people don't because then they don't know how to respond. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of times it's just statements of empathy or if yeah. you find somebody who's struggling just to ask them, like, how can I help you? Or even sometimes people don't even know how you can help them, but just to say, I can see you're struggling and this is hard and I'm here for you. And sometimes just being there and not putting pressure or not asking questions or yes. let's just sit together. or and Validating yeah. that emotion right. and that pain, right? Or if you want somebody to talk to, give me a call. You know, yeah. just those kind of things. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. Let them know that you're available you and know. try not to give too much advice or yes. here go do this go do that or make it about you or your own experience yes. when somebody else is struggling to just be compassionate and show empathy and and show that you can see someone struggling and and also if you find that somebody's really struggling to be able to direct them if you can't handle it yourself to be able to direct them to a compassionate therapist or spiritual counselor to a Stephen minister and and we have some really wonderful resources in town if it's hard to find a therapist, we've got mhkmentalhealthproviders.org, I think it is. Mentalhealth.org. Mental, mhk where it can help you navigate how to find a good therapist that takes your insurance, that has everything that you're looking for. There's some good resources there. Um, and so just knowing that there are people that are compassionate that can help you, or if you don't know how to help someone, that you can refer them to someone who can help. Right. And I think that like not take like trying to give advice, right, for the others, like setting that boundary, like I'm not looking for you to fix this. I'm just looking for you to listen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very good way to say it. Yeah. Right. Like I just need somebody to hear me. Right. And you can tell them that straight out. It's painful to be judged. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. you're, when you're searching for those answers, Sherry, you know, you, you think about all the different things. And, you know, Lori and I can probably both attest to this, and I don't know about the, the two of you, whether you've had that loss or not. But, you know, when, when people want to come, you know, and, and, you know, like you said, everybody wants to feel like they can offer mm-hmm. advice, and that advice is so varied. Yeah. comes from all different type of directions. It may be good, it may be not. You know, we always have says, well, you got to move on. Well, don't. And that's the, I think that that's the worst phrase that you can use. Yeah. But, you know, you know, moving forward, obviously, is something that we all strive to do, regardless of what it, where we are in our lives. But, you know, some people just want to, they want to help, but they don't realize that they can also be a detraction from the direction that you've really need to go. Right. And I think that we can acknowledge that typically comes from a good place where people want to help, but it doesn't really help. And and that people don't get over things, they have to go through things. Mm-hmm. And knowing that they're not alone and that they're not judged in, in the way that they're processing grief or depression or anxiety or how they're doing that, um, that they're just not alone and that is very important. Um, and that they're just supported in any way that they need to be supported is important. Sherry, when you walked in today to record this podcast, did you have any idea that you were just going to be speaking right to me 
I mean, just really kind of hitting home because I, you know, and it's, it, that's, those are things we, we want to try to remember and sometimes forget too. It's been 18 years and, you know, and, and it still stings, right? you mm-hmm. know, every day. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, it's, it's something that doesn't, doesn't go away, but, you know, trying to make sure that you can, you know, move forward and continue to, right. to live, uh, a happy and healthy life. Well, and, and that's just it. It's been 14 years for me, and it's like, it, it, it still some days feels like it was yesterday, you know, and everybody has their own way of grief and their timeline uh, of the grief and, and that. And, and like you said, it's the moving forward uh, we try to do. And that's what's um, been really great with our uh, PACT uh, program and our, our task force. Um, Sherry's been really great. We have a new ambassadors program. Um, you want to tell a little bit about that? We might as well, when we're talking about if you're needing needing services uh, we'll talk a little bit about what our ambassadors program can do for you absolutely we have 12 just stellar ambassadors that are trained to come out and talk to any organization any church any business and help to bridge that gap of uh, how to talk to someone who might be in mental health crisis or having distress or um and, and also learning how to ask the question if you think somebody might be suicidal and how to care for them in the process of what to do to how to get them to team up and find get them to the to the ER to the Pawnee Crisis Stabilization Center and how to use resources to take away that fear of what do I do if I am around somebody who might have suicidal thoughts um, do I need to help them find a counselor do I need to get them to a therapist or is this a true crisis where their life is at risk so that we can have all the resources of what to do and know what to do in the meantime we've kind of likened this as CPR for for mental health distress mm-hmm. um, so you know and 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 like Sherry said, our ambassadors are are just really really good. We've given several um, trainings, uh, and if anybody listening um, wants to uh, or knows a business, an organization, a church, any any group, anybody that would like to hear us. You could go to our website, www.flinthillsvolunteercenter.com. You'll see the tag for About Packed, and then you can click on to request a training. Uh, so if anybody is uh, interested in that, we can uh, get our ambassadors uh, arranged to come and, and do that training. Yeah, and it's it's formatted as a lunch and learn, so it can be done in about 45 minutes, and it's free of charge. So this is something that we're doing for the community so that we can help to save lives and and reduce suicide in, in Riley county and the surrounding areas thank goodness right yeah statistically i think that there was some kind of um, statistics that came out that said it's 50 percent of our population is now struggling with anxiety or depression and the younger generation is not uh, experiencing stigma anymore and i'm so grateful for that there uh, one of my clients told me i was a status symbol the other week and i felt very <laughs> glad about that <laughs> like, nobody has to worry about parking in front of the therapy office anymore and feeling like they got to go down the streets and no one can see them coming in anymore yeah, it uh, seems like they communicate like oh my therapist told me this would you therapists tell you like with their friends and stuff yes you know and that's that's what this podcast uh, my vision for it all along when i approached dave and asked if if we can partner and do this podcast was the the fact that we were just going to sit here at the table and have a conversation and so that's what we want that to come out to people listening is this is how you can engage it's not scripted we don't ask advance we you know you'll speak we'll ask questions it's all about conversation and, and that's where our podcasts, I think, have been successful. Um, 
is that we're engaging people, as you said, not judging, you know, and, and I think that's been very helpful. Yeah. I mean, just witnessing human connection is like it's wholesome. It makes you feel yummy. Well, Sherry Cordner, thank you so much for, for joining us here on uh, the Suicide Pack podcast. Uh, your perspective uh, that, that we're able to bring to our listeners, I think, I hope is valuable. And uh, the fact that you have uh, the professional capability and the openness to, to help people uh, says a lot. And, you know, when we talk about the volunteers and talk about the, the ambassadors program, Lori, there's just a, a lot of neat positives that, uh, that we can look forward to. Yes, and, and Sharon Corney, thank you again. Um, but we do want to remind everyone, if you want information about our PACT program, PACT stands for Prevention, Awareness, Compassion, and Training. Uh, visit our website, www.flinthillsvolunteercenter.com. We hope you or someone you love will benefit from this series. If you need help, reach out to the many resources that are available and those that are listed in the show notes. The Flint Hills Volunteer Center's Suicide Awareness Pact podcast series is partly funded by the Kansas Department for Aging and Disabilities Services, AmeriCorps Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and hope.